you shop at Fred Meyer? You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. You are back. It is another That's Sunday. Us. That's another us. Sunday in the outspoken house. You can't get away from us on no, Sunday. No, the boys. The boys are here uh, mm-hmm. to all our loyal listeners and all the new ones that we've been out cultivating over the, <laughs> over the I, weekend. I, right, yeah. <laughs> we are here. And uh, Siri and Jonathan mm-hmm. are tired. We are. We had a lot to do, uh, not only this week, but specifically yesterday. Yes. Yesterday was a big So if we saw you us. out there, thank you for saying hi. Uh, right. And thank you for being out there mm-hmm. at a lot of the events we were we were supporting yesterday. Yes. Um, one of Let's start with the fun thing that Let, we did last night, yeah. which of the course we've been talking about the Spokane Humane Society's big annual benefit, uh, Black Tie Event Furball 2016. Mm-hmm. Happened mm-hmm. last Furball. night. A lot of you were there. Um and a lot of new people we hadn't we haven't met yet, but the, at the uh, the Grand Hotel downtown, mm-hmm. um, we had too much fun. We do every <laughs> year, and last night you're right, we had a blast. We of course got dressed up, um, yeah, and ha- there was free wine. And how can you say there no to that? There was free wine. Rich is really the reason we go. But yeah. I will say, remember <laughs> we told you last year we went and we were at a table near the front. That's and right. And Jonathan had a couple of glasses of wine. And, and when the parade of animals came through, I had to go and interrupt the parade because there were animals, animals I needed to play with. That's right. That's so right. this year, they put us at a table at the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm thinking, Maria yeah. Walker, <laughs> well, this was who, smart. Is, who is a big <laughs> deal of putting that on, I, th- <laughs> I think she was like, no, the boys need to go back there. Yeah. She says no. <laughs> but I, I think maybe. You know, so we're back I we're, with so. a fun group of people yeah. at our table. So you're, what we love is we're with people we don't know. Mm-hmm. Always. So we get to yeah. talk to you and right. we, get we get to tell to meet you, you and you know, want to know show, your yeah. story and then we, mm-hmm. we want you to listen to our show. So right. we, Always. We, we will need to tell you when you need to tune in that we'll be watching. Yeah. Um, no, but we met <laughs> a lot of great people. There were some filmmakers there last night at our table who yeah. did the big documentary part of the night talking about Spokane Humane Society. Mm-hmm. As everybody knows, my dog Roscoe. We we went there and picked him out uh, three years ago. Yes, um, yes we and did. so we love to support the Humane Society. There's always ways you can go do that. This is just the this time of year for this mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun, um, a lot of laughter, a lot of good people. Yes, and, and you all get for to a good s- cause. you get to see faces you haven't seen in a while. And and of course, we cannot you know go to an event without having our tickets lost or right, our names forgotten Sergei's, or some kind of fiasco. We go to check. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, we have a ticket under Sergey Grankin, yeah. but Jonathan Sheffield is no, not there. And so here's, this is me. This is me. I am that that gay guy. Oh my! I'm God. like, you you just hold on one second. I am going to make a phone call, and I call Maria <laughs> because first of oh all, boy. don't call Maria in to fight for you unless you're serious and you know you're ready for the repercussions of this. Right. Book. Because Maria, she doesn't like two seconds. She's like, I will be right there. She calls me. I'll be right there. <laughs> she comes storming out. Oh gosh, these yeah. guys get in. They get in. You will find this ticket because oh they get. And I'm like, Maria, it got, it you're got a my, little, a little in touch. You're Just my rock star, and I'm like, yeah. So yeah, we That's get good. our tickets get lost everywhere. I always, people think we're I, not legit. I know. <laughs> they're they're Guys, like, come on. Do at, you really get? Are you trying? at this point? Can we not even have tickets? Just let us walk right in. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> you're not real people. You're not. So, anyways, no, we did get in. Um, it was a there yeah. was. 
there was a uh, video presentation that night of an amazing man who adopted a dog oh, after he found out that he was, was the, type 2 diabetic. Was his blood pressure was through the roof. Mm-hmm. And his doctor said, go get a dog. They're going to make you more active. Mm-hmm. And he said, I didn't have friends. I didn't like people. I'm like, I relate to you. No. no. And he's <laughs> like, I was overweight. He goes, he goes and gets a dog. And he says it was the weirdest thing because I walk in and there's a dog looking at me going, hey, want, want to get out of here? And there was me. And he goes, it changed life. He's no longer diabetic because Mm -hmm. the dog made him very active but throughout the story he's talking it's telling the story of this dog and how much they changed each other's life he said he rescued me i rescued him which is what i always feel like with my dog but to the point of telling the part where the dog is older and is is dying and he lays down on the floor with holding him as he died and so our table we're just all we're bawling yeah but it was an amazing story of how important it is that we can rescue right. each other, even right. as animals. So he was very inspiring to me. That video was amazing. And he's writing a book about it. I know. Which is fantastic. I know. I'm just like, wow. And it made me, but the funny thing, it made me want to go home and get Roscoe and start, you know, yeah. doing more exercise. And then right. I thought, oh, Roscoe. <laughs> so he has like, one inch feet because yeah, he's he a little Dotson. And so he'll just look at me and be like, you have fun. I'll be here. <laughs> I'll watch for the treats when you get back. <laughs> Roscoe, he's I'll, a be, doll. I'll be your cheerleader, Papa. That's all you got. Anyways, yeah. uh, Spokane Humane Society. Uh, we we encourage you to donate. Yes. We encourage you to volunteer. That's right. And go walk year, dogs. If you missed furball this year, mm-hmm. don't miss it next year. No. It's too much fun. It is too much fun. You get fancy. It's my. It's an excuse for me to wear a fedora, so I will take that excuse. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, thank Roscoe. you to the, for the hard work uh, that all the volunteers do there. Yes. We love you. And thank so I you. cannot wait till next year, but you can go walk a dog for free this mm-hmm. right now. You can if go you have an, you have you an aching for dog. dogs. Sergey, you can adopt a dog. I can. I didn't, you know but that? I can. You and did I it. will. Soon. Soon I, I will. picky. I hear you blamed it on Cole. I'm, I'm going to call you out right now. Wow. We all know that you're the one. Go, I know how this works. Okay. You're all the right. picky one. In that Listen, not true. Not true. <laughs> We're both picky about lots of things. Well, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, okay. yesterday, another thing we uh, yeah, were a part of, uh, the protest, peaceful protest that happened in front of the courthouse Yes. Um, yesterday, which went really well. Lots of people showed up. I think yeah. I, just under 200 would be my estimate. Right, which is good for who Spokane. Because it, it's it hard good. to motivate us. Let's, yeah. be, uh, let's all Spokaneites be honest. It, <laughs> <laughs> Motivating you out of your warm house into and the cold. Because you know first what? of all, let me tell you, it was freezing. It was so cold and but raining. it was worth it. It was raining. It, <laughs> it was at freezing. At some point. And it was Hardcore. muddy. Uh-huh. So fun, though. Well, fun in that you it was... Amazing to feel your power, just to feel that you were raising your voice for something right, you believed right. in. They had some amazing speakers. Yes, they did. Um, yes, they did. Uh, yeah. Very the, motivational. And yeah. they had very amazing signs made for you. Jonathan's, <gasps> by the way, can can we just talk about the sign right. that you okay, had so I was, handed to you? I was actually. given a sign and I'm like, I feel like this is kismet because it was like a sign that's saying, you know what? I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but we're changing the world here. <laughs> Which is like it was written in my voice. That's exactly what I would say. And that's to people. literally what the so sign sorry says. about it, but I'm yeah. busy doing this, so get out of my way. Yeah. And yeah, and so they handed it to I me when that. I got there, and I'm like, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. I'll this is it. mine. I, yeah. This is my power right so, here. So and it was fun. We saw, of course, people that we know from the community, friends that that we know yes. there, all together Some for people. a reason to stand up mm-hmm. and kept it peaceful. Mm-hmm. Which is number one priority right. is right. I don't condone violence on either side of the fence. No, no, um, no, no. But so there's a way to have your voice heard not do that. And that's what and happened that was in Spokane. Perfect. 
and that was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was it was good. And I I did a video. I'm doing. I mean, if you haven't seen on my personal Facebook videos every single day about what's every going day. on uh, every day since the election. Mm-hmm. So uh, not not a single day missed. There's one up today of Jonathan and I, and then there's a protest one up yesterday, yeah, which we'll share on our chanting. show. It yeah, was fun. it was yeah. really cool. It, yeah. it kind of shows how many people were there, and you know, just the vibe. Here's the excitement that you have the right in this country just to go out and have your voice heard yeah. in a in a peaceful way, and that's exciting. It makes it your blood great. pump and get boiled. And I mean, I th- I think that's something we all should maybe be aware of mm-hmm. and maybe exercise. Mm-hmm. More and right now, I mean, if you are one of those people who look back to the '60s, going, "Oh, that must have been so fun." Right. Well, unfortunately, and fortunately for you, you can have the same chance right now. <laughs> yeah, right can, now in America, you and you can stand and up please for use yourself. It. Right please now. stand up for your voice. So, um, but your videos, I did want to point that out today. Every day, I put up uh, my writings. Mm-hmm. That's how I express myself, and you put up your videos, and it's fascinating to watch the conversation that happens because of that. He, there's, you know a, what I mean? yes. There's a mm-hmm. lot of conversation. Well, there's a lot of haters too, and that yeah, there's no yeah. room for that. A conversation, a respectful conversation, is always mm-hmm. welcome and the best way to do it. The haters who are just going after people well, to go after there's them, some I very vile people out there. They're very vile people. I yeah. And it when they go after someone, me. I lo- sometimes I I was saying this to you this morning with show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to not always read your feed mm-hmm. because it makes me very angry because if people are going to go after you, that's a, I'm a, I'm very much a, a Papa bear. And yeah. the fact that people I love, that's like, you can come after me all you want. Cause mm-hmm. I, I got me. I'm right, fine. Right. We got exactly. this. Yeah. But that's hard for me yeah, sometimes don't because my some people ones. go after exactly you right. in ways that I'm like, okay, well, I'm a whole mud drink because mm-hmm. here I come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to spill right? this. Because okay. this is it. But anyways, um, but it's important to have, yeah. if we can have both sides have important dialogue, that's exciting. Right. That's, that's where we should goal. be. I get that we can't even do that uh, in our capital, but let's try to do it in our communities. Start, that's better. It starts here. We yeah. got to start right, right that, here, as right. I said yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep. Coming up for Outspoken, we have our Thanksgiving show on next Sunday. It's next Sunday. Next Sunday, because Thanksgiving's <gasps> Thursday, so we'll yeah. we'll just carry out that weekend. Good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> How did I do that? That is a calendar How'd I know? Work? I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so it's exciting. Yes. Uh, we have put together a, a fun show. It's also the show that's right before World AIDS Day, which, of course, is December 1st, mm-hmm. which is um, an interesting place to be where funding is very in a questionable spot as we right. change to right. new administrations. Right. Um, our administration is always in Washington State has always been very supportive. So we're going to have Gay Weiss on. Yes. We from are. Uh, San, she'll be in the studio and we'll be talking to her about some changes that are happening over there. What mm-hmm. it means for the HIV positive right. community right. in Spokane and around Washington State. So and also um, I'm trying to remember really quickly, Caleb. She has a cohort, a colleague with her, mm-hmm. and I'll have to find his name. <laughs> it's on Facebook somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we have her, and we also have on musician Camille Bloom. We do. We're going to talk to her a little bit about her new album. Her new album. Which I'm and addicted just, to. You know, yeah. Yeah. Her a as bit. a traveling musician who's been to so many countries. She's done 30 national and international tours in the last nine years. Isn't that crazy? Listen, we love That's to support. Insane. All of the people working Who's hard to do their art. And a little later in the yep. second hour, you're going to meet someone mm-hmm. live in studio, in person, who's going to show you her art live and talk to us a little bit about uh, what it's like to to travel and, and put on shows yeah. and be exhausted. Because I get it. I get you. I get you. <laughs> it's a hard life, you know. It really is, being famous. Oh, you had to quote Annie. You ruined everything. Uh, 
Dang it's it. A hard knock like. That's right. Please play that right now. Okay. Just sing I'll it, sing actually. It. It's fine. Um, and then after that, we do have our holiday show coming up um, in December during it's the holidays. Fun. Now, there was a, a recent uh, picture put up of you and I, mm. of you mm. whispering something mm. in my ear That's that our right. intern cat put up and said, what could they be talking about? Um, that people captioned, which kind of is in relationship to the holiday show, uh, which will be happening because, of course, uh, December twenty fifth this year falls on a Sunday, uh, which does. would put the boys in the studio. So we are going we're going to record a wonderful holiday show for y'all. But you can still go caption that picture. There's been some interesting captions mm-hmm. of what you could possibly be whispering to me in that picture. And there's hey, and listen, we would love to hear of more of your captions as we get closer to the holiday yeah. show in December. <laughs> love to hear more about what you think Sergey's telling me. And hey now, so just wa- I just want you to check yourself first. That's right. That's right. Some of that stuff, I'm like, come on. My uncle out of Colorado said the worst one yet. <laughs> I, I love my, it. My uncle and it's Frank, not that it's like, inappropriate. That's the no, thing. It's it's not a, I, uh, he knows us. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I figure you guys were um, yeah. had a sense of humor. Exactly. So exactly. he said you were whispering to me that you you voted for Trump. It, right. And never. <laughs> Which obviously he's been watching world. our Facebook pages <laughs> explode since then. And he yeah, and I don't know where Uncle Frank landed, but it could go either way. But it, I think it was funny. It's the first time any of my family in Colorado has right, interacted right. with our, yeah. our our Facebook page. So I'm thinking step forward. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm there thinking, you go. Here it's we something. go. It's something. Uncle Frank's funny. I get it. You I go. know. But I love that. go and capture. Cat, yeah. uh, you know, and Aaron work very hard on our social media. Mm-hmm. And so I love it when people interact with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Please do. And they love it because, you know, then... We're not grumpy. So it's, fine. it's fine. <laughs> That's right. Do your, do your jobs, and you're not, and we're, we're not grumpy. I love it. What's what's coming up in theater uh, these next few months, yeah, Jonathan? Yeah, because we love to support we local do. theater, we and we want to remind everybody that if you want to see a wonderful uh, show full of music and a holiday theme, All Is Calm is opening on November 25th, running mm-hmm. through Christmas Eve, December 24th. It is going to be at the Modern Theater. All Is Calm takes place uh, in the 40s. Um, and it's about soldiers, and they sing, and they find camaraderie <laughs> beyond the disagreements <laughs> yes. of yes. you know our nations. And uh, it's a new tradition that they do every year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so we're going to have some of the gentlemen in studio in the future to sing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, you can go there, Modern Theater, uh, a great local theater. Go to the Modern Theater with an right. er dot org, and you can find out how to get tickets, uh, when, what times, show times are, and you can go support them. Yeah, but and another... And we'll see you there. Uh, another uh, one. And another one is Forever uh, Plaid, Plaid Tidings. Um, plaid, uh, Plaid no, Tidings. Plaid, Plaid Tidings. And that's at uh, Spokane Civic Theater, and mm-hmm. that's November 25th through December 18th. So lots of, I mean, your holiday, your holiday run Do of it. shows. That makes sense. It's better it's than time sitting in my house. That's like, right. Crying, yeah, with my being, dog, being sad you know, and depressed. Which, it's true. hey, I don't, I don't <laughs> doubt you are. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Bless your oh, heart. It's oh fine. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we need a quick song break before we um, get into our first uh, guest, Austin Head. So this is going to be a song by M83, and it is called "Bibby the Dog." You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This and if is you were outspoken. you were here for our show after we went and saw Olivia Newton-John, you'll understand why my dog Bibby is so exciting to us. Yeah, Bibby the dog <laughs> is, a, is a fun song. But uh, <laughs> we, will move joke, on. Really. <laughs> we will move on now. Uh, Austin Head is a performing artist, DJ, and musician best known for his song Label Whore. He is also featured in the documentary Positive Youth. 
which follows four young people as they navigate life as a person with HIV in a world where it is no longer a death sentence and more of a chronic disease. And we wanted to take um, uh, some time to talk specifically about uh, this subject matter and to welcome Austin Head to Outspoken. Austin, are you there? I'm here. How's it going, guys? Wonderful. It's great. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, you used to be in Phoenix. Are you in New York now? I'm in Los Angeles. Boy, you were just everywhere. Everywhere. It's, it's, we just be, can't keep LA. up with you, which is how, <laughs> how we want it to, to go. Um, Austin, let's, <laughs> let's begin with how did you become a part of this project, Positive Youth, a documentary uh, about four young people? Um, I had worked with the director, Charlie Davis, before on some other projects, and uh, we had uh, decided to make this documentary as a way of educating people. We, yeah. we filmed it around this time in 2011, and it was released in 2012. So. Yes, and still to this day, you know, 2016, it's still a very valid conversation mm-hmm. that we it need is. to be having because we need to make a lot more progress. One of the most alarming facts uh, is that new HIV transmissions have continued to spike uh, over the years, both for gay and straight people between the ages of 13 and 27, a very vulnerable uh, age group. Why do you think, let's start with your your views of the world. Why do you think that is? Why it continues to spike? Yeah, in that age group specifically, this 13 to 27. Lack, lack of uh, sexual education in school, right. for one. Um, no conversation between parent and child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, we made the documentary five years ago, and it's already has points of it are out of date. But even the points in the documentary are never spoken of between parents and child either because they decided that they didn't want to learn to share the information with their child or just don't know at all and right. kind of right. live in a bubble of not knowing <laughs> what's right. going on around them, I guess. Well, and already the conversation with your parents about, you know, sex is not an easy <laughs> conversation. Yeah. It's kind of awkward. Um, you know, and throw in there a conversation about HIV and protection and all that is not an easy one to have, but we need to be having it not only as parents, but you're right. Education in schools needs to be a lot more comprehensive towards that. And we're going to run into a lot more. So I think this this documentary, Charlie David, as as we know on the show, is very passionate. And to Mm -hmm. have people like you who are artistic and creative and, uh, you know, constantly moving forward with your art, I think is an important way to keep conversations going just period do you when you approach your art i'm sure it comes from eight million different directions is uh are you hoping to start different conversations with it um it depends on what i'm working on um uh, the the only way i think a conversation can be started is if you're present like if you Mm want to educate someone you have to actually be in the room to do it and Mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't want to talk about it all being like after we released this documentary, I had multiple people come up to me and, t- and tell me their status, but because they have a trust built with, through, um, with me through the documentary that they were comfortable telling me, but they're right. not comfortable telling pretty much most everyone in their life. Right. They needed sure. a safe place which, yeah. from which to, to hopefully just springboard. Um, and be able yeah. to build upon that. Right, absolutely. Well, and w- one of the interesting things about, you know, the documentary is, is you know, the angle it takes. And it looks at dating and relationships and coming out as, you know, 
positive to friends and family. And and that's not something that we've really, you know, experienced a lot before because it only now can we live with HIV and that's kind of a normalized lifestyle that you know that, that happens. A chronic yeah. disease. Exactly. Now. It doesn't mean it's, it's not, not deadly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, how important do you think that angle is to talk about and to portray? Um, there's still people that believe uh, it's a death sentence mm-hmm. even after releasing the documentary. Um, that was a main point along with the self-segregation and um, in the gay community with people who are negative and positive and uh, degrading those who are positive with words like, I'm clean, which right, then right. infers that people who are positive are dirt- mm-hmm. dirty. But um, it was made for multiple reasons. Uh, especially trying to tell people that you're not going to die from it, and then people who are negative won't be so afraid of people who are positive. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this, rather than educating yourself, people would rather live in fear and, and ignorance of what uh, it can directly affect them. Yeah, whether we we realize it or not, and and I know a lot of like this conversation is important that we're having on our show today. What is one thing you hope? people take away from this project? One thing you wish people knew when they're talking to someone who is positive or, you know, they're they're sharing stories with you, what do you wish General America would understand? Um, after seeing the documentary? What, what, what did you hope to achieve with this yeah. documentary, really? Yeah. Oh, it was a spreading of information, trying to get more information out to people who... Um, either weren't getting it from other places or people would become positive needing to know what was going to happen next and mm-hmm. how other people are living their lives by example. Um, it's really just uh, trying to keep the word out and getting people to share it. So I guess the main outcome is those who have seen it could please share it with those who you may think haven't. Right, right. Well, and that's so much more important now than it ever has been. Um, seeing where we are, you know, as a culture and society and where we're headed. How, if people want to know more and if they want to share, um, you know, the documentary or even, you know, your music, where can we send them to do that? Well, I believe Charlie David told me that it's free on Amazon, at least for this month. Right. Oh, and nice. then it's, uh, it's also available for Hulu members and Amazon Prime members otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Now, have you noticed uh, as you, I mean, you were out there uh, doing your, your your music and your your uh, DJing and all of this prior to this project, have you noticed any any impact on your work? Um, being, no, I was, I was working in nightclubs since I was 21. Um, right. And I usually focused on straight ones anyway. Mm-hmm. Had a wider range of options the music wise. Right, right. Do you do you notice that your fan base kinda has has spread out at all? Uh no, not really. Okay. I mean it's this is a specific demographic that this is for. Um it's not like mm-hmm. some uh mom in Dayton, Ohio is sure. gonna pick this up at the at Walmart <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, well, That's, Austin, keep yeah. keep doing the great work uh, you do with your music, and uh, you know, with projects like Positive Youth, I think it's important that we keep these conversations going and spreading the word. Um, and thank you for taking time out of your Sunday today to join us and talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, oh, our pleasure. You have a wonderful day.
You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And if you uh, just heard that, that was Austin Hetty. He is a performing artist, DJ, and musician, uh, best known for his song, Label Whore. He is also one of the four people the documentary Positive Youth is focused on to see about what it's like to just live every day when you're HIV positive, especially now that so much has changed. It's yeah. no, It's now considered a chronic disease by, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is the and, center of disease And I don't from. think that a lot of people realize that. Um, and, and like he said, even after, you know, watching the movie or, you know, being involved in the community, a lot of people don't realize that. They don't understand that it's evolved, really. Yeah. Um, HIV AIDS is, is, is a completely different thing than what it was, you know, in the oh, 80s goodness, and 90s, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot when of... We didn't know very much. No, anything. and we didn't. And, you know, in a lot of ways, we still don't know a whole lot mm-hmm. about it, but we know so much more that... We can start, you know, with prep. Um, right. We can start, yes. you know, decreasing your your um, viral load and, and making mm-hmm. you undetectable. And it's mm-hmm. it's really, really um, incredible. I think one of the angles that he brings up, which is is a true statement that we need to talk about. A, a problem we have is, you know, he's right. This yeah. documentary is going to be seen by those who, who at least already are in the community mm-hmm. or they understand mm-hmm. there's a thing. So I think the challenge to us is how do we bring that conversation out. He's right. right. How do we bring sex it's education, further. a more com- comprehensive right, sex education right. for our kids? How do we bring that into, you know, everyday life for schools mm-hmm. and for our children? And I think that's the challenge. Well, and how do I, we have what? Yes. How do we have this documentary shown to people who need to see it? Right. Other right. than those of us who already are aware. Absolutely. And I think I mean, I mean, it starts with us as parents and as friends and as, you know, um, cousins, brothers, whatever. You need mm-hmm. to have these conversations mm-hmm. um, with your loved ones if, you know, they're applicable. And even if they're not, just have these conversations and say, listen, um, here's an issue. Here's what's happening. I don't think you're aware of this, but you need to be. And here's why, exactly. because it and affects we, me, affects you, exactly. affects our whole community. And whether you think something like this affects you or not is irrelevant to the fact that it does. Right. Well, you know exactly. What I mean? that's, that's exactly. And I just want to say, G.I. Joe taught me when I was a kid mm-hmm. that knowledge is power. I'm just saying, G.I. <laughs> Joe taught me. Thank you. Well. Thank you. Preach so it. we need to remember yeah. knowledge is power. Absolutely. Well, and as as a community and, you know, as LGBT um, people, we need to stand up and demand that these things happen. I mean, the only way that we're going to get schools teaching comprehensive sex ed and and, and teaching about HIV AIDS um, in, in, in the proper way is if we stand up and demand it and say we want this yeah you know well, and it also as we've said it's it's more important now more than ever to be aware mm-hmm. of you know who let, let me tell you when ben carson's name was floated That's, as yeah. secretary of education yes. my first flash in my head was okay so we're only going to be talking about creationism in school we're only going to have abstinence taught yes. we're not going to have that's why it's important that you be aware of what's out there and right. have your voice heard to say, oh, my gosh, we need to protect our children. And that means we need to talk about comprehensive yes. sex ed. Exactly. And whether we're, it makes us nervous to talk about it or someone's Guess got what? to. It's so re- let's yeah, support it's those. It's reality and you'll have to face it. We're willing to. And there's places in your very community mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. who are doing that work. And it's yeah. important that you continue to support them exactly. so that our kids have a chance. Listen, when I was 20, and I mean, that was always a little bit ago, mm-hmm. um, I remember being terrified for the kids that were coming out before me right? because I knew the road I had to travail. I knew what I had to navigate, mm-hmm. and I knew they, and they were a lot of those kids, uh, didn't have supportive families. They're going in blind. 
no one was there to take care of them or to tell them what they needed to know. Mm-hmm. It's very much figure it out as you go. That can be very dangerous. Right. Um, at a very vulnerable time, as we talked about, the ages of 13 to 27 being the most vulnerable mm-hmm. time for HIV. Mm-hmm. No one. So I took them under my wing and I said, you need to know this, this, and this because... I knew it wasn't going to happen anywhere right. else. And if that was the sad thing is, and as he said, that was five years ago when this documentary came out, and still the same St- bubble is there. It's still but guess growing, what? Yeah. I came out twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and why is that same weird bubble right. there twenty years later? Why? How far have we not come? That and that's the thing. Why are HIV infections on the rise all of a sudden? Again. Why? Right? Yeah. Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and why we, aren't we talking about? Why prep? aren't we talking about prep? Exactly. Why are some people shaming prep? That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Is we have stigmatized a lot of these things so much that we can't even talk about them or let them into our line well, of we've sight. We created this world where your only choice, no matter what, yes. is absence. Listen, that's a choice. I can tell you that's right. exactly right. That's a choice. Have but, that choice if you'd like. But you can't put your fingers in your ears and yeah. go, but my kid is only choosing that because maybe they're not. And if my kid is making decisions not. that I get no control over, I'm going to hope to God that's I right. have helped them with a the toolkit that's going to keep them safe because I would rather right. have my child safe than for me to be right. Yeah, to believe that, oh, no, he's the purest child ever and never right? going to do I mean, that. Well, there's I nothing am, wrong with that. Yeah, let the, the kids, listen. They're teenagers. The hormones are raging. They're probably going to want to do something about it. And so I would rather protect them. Yes. And and that's exactly right. Protect them, um, you know, from everything going out there, especially HIV. Exactly. You know, it's it's really... Whether it's chronic or not, and it's manageable, Mm -hmm. like like any chronic disease, diabetes, it's not fun. To mm-hmm. have to manage it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I love that it's not a death sentence anymore, but we need, it doesn't mean it's one that you don't care about. No. and You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And there is a lot of new research coming out and, um, you know, new medicines that neutralize 98% of strains of HIV that they're looking into right now. So we are coming uh, really close to finding, you know, maybe a comprehensive cure or a vaccine or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they're in trials. They're right in now. trials we right won't now. See anything for two but, or three years, but but that doesn't change the fact that we have to be having these conversations because exactly. if if and when you know HIV isn't no longer a big issue, we still right. have you know other things going on. We still have herpes and and syphilis and gonorrhea. Uh, gonorrhea. Is, I mean, listen, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of um, STIs out there that you're gonna have to be a prepared for. Also, I just want to remind that's, people that's just uh, how it goes. This show's called Outspoken. I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry we just took <laughs> you to in case <laughs> complete sex ed here. Sorry, not <laughs> just, sorry. Uh, sorry, not yeah, sorry. Uh, Anyways, we are going to take a quick break, come we back are. with more conversation, maybe ambush some interns. <laughs> I did. Mm, well, no. I don't you think hate it when I do that, and I, I love do. it. I, it makes me happy. Listen, listen. Let's meet in the middle and not ambush them at all. That's not um, in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's your uh, way. There's no middle. Listen, That's... listen. Um, so this is going to be a song called You'll Be Okay by a Great Big World. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is outspoken. So you know when we're when we're on air, we always have a studio full. Yeah. It just depends. It's sometimes it's when guests, sometimes we? it's it's interns, some there, but it's never just it's never a small group. Yeah, it's never just us. <laughs> but this anymore. is my favorite. It used so to be. Not anymore. Um there's a lovely musical guest, so she's gonna be in the second hour, but she's no. stuck here with us uh, <laughs> during this this thing. Oh. <laughs> um I she hey, oh, she's got a microphone, but this knows. is what's my funniest thing. This is she the best comment ever. She looks over at Libby, uh, one of our interns, <laughs> and she's like, Are you fact checking? <laughs> hey though. 
That is very important. We need it. (laughs) Listen, we do need it. Because I could say things like, well, in 1992, I was actually elected as king of a small island off of Australia. You can't, hey, unless you're fact checking that, it's my truth. King Island. Which is a lot of, right? It's actually Australia has a gay island. I'm not the king of it, but there is a king of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a true story. I wish you were the weird. king of it. I would elect you. you as the king. I don't know if that's how monarchies work over there, but. Um, hey, it's my country. That's however <laughs> I want it to work. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. You could be king. Right. But I know, but that's a, such an important conversation piece that's happening right now, which is this concept of fact checking, which. I'll tell and you, reliable know, news sources. Really. We know was a big talking point during the election well, not only from yeah as we've seen yeah. fake news getting out there but fact checking was something that was constantly talked about during the debates mm-hmm. and um you know not that you have to jump on mike but you're not you're not having to do that but hillary and well, but i will have you do this seuss Hillary, we sh- he has to have a microphone. Oh, I, I, Hillary Seuss. Now. Seuss, yes. Uh, she is uh, a musician that comes through town, and we're going to actually um, have her be playing a live song in studio we're excited for, but <laughs> you are the one that called us out on <laughs> we got to do fact-checking. Yeah, fact-checking right? is really important. So much things, misinformation. I mean, on both sides, mm-hmm. a lot of misinformation. Yes, there is. Oh, please, there is not. And everybody it, needs to understand that no one's perfect <clears throat> in this. And that's here's the, the deal: it's not a side thing. It's a. It's people not. Have it's a up. people thing. Here's the deal: our number one uh, news source now, the, this year, is social media. It's Facebook and Twitter. Let me and fact check that. It, it, thank you. Please <laughs> fact check that. No, it's uh, true. It's and, true. Uh, oh, oh, you believed it. It's not. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> see how easy that was. Look, see how that went down. Um, but Watch see, it's, it's, it. it's because we are on them all the time and there are a lot of legitimate news articles that are posted. And then there's a lot of things like yesterday I was on Facebook and there was an article about something happening. I don't know what was happening um, with Trump because I didn't read the article because right. the first thing I see is who wrote it. And it's a website called hotair.com. Right. Well, oh. I'm not, I'm not going to read Here's the thing. your articles if your name is hot air. So okay. also like when the whole Hamilton thing broke this week. Oh, and that was Ham- exciting. So I see it, right? It's the first thing I see on Facebook. And, and the first thing I say myself is, Jonathan, do not repost that until you make sure that it's that real. is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to wait uh, a few other places to set it, and then the video came out, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Phew. But we don't take that seriously. Why was that the first thing that came into your head, this fact check? Because it's a fascinating thing we talk about now. Well, uh, well, I'm just kind of taking in the whole experience of being here in this studio. A little bit crazy. I'm oh. sorry about um, that. No, it's not crazy. Um, but you don't yeah, have it to is lie. interesting. It's almost as if you can find whatever you're looking for, your niche on the internet, mm-hmm. and um, that right a way to legitimize, quote unquote, legitimize your viewpoints. Exactly, and that's the big conversation right now is these echo chambers that people create around themselves, where mm-hmm. it, it does they find news sources well, or news articles that yeah. legitimize legitimize their um, viewpoints. Yes, and they just go on with well, it. Well, and and here's run with the it. thing, though. There was a story that was run on NPR, and they were talking about, uh, and I forget what it was, but it was. During the election and how this one site had put their news story was all over the place. And like a week later, someone goes because it was by the Denver Guardian. Well, there's no such thing as a Denver Guardian. It doesn't even have a legit website and it's mm-hmm. not a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Someone had written an article, gave it a legit newspaper name and said, hey, this is what. But and I honestly think and I've said it a million times, our election was one was was thought on both sides in the media, but not through really, exactly. what debate was supposed to always be about, which is everybody get your facts and have a respectful conversation about the facts. You know what I mean? And we don't 
we don't do that anymore. We're creating facts these days, right. and uh, just out of our own opinions. And I, I mean, how how do you move on from that? How do you change from that? Listen. How do you go from hey, everything I want to believe is going to be true because they said it to right. wait, maybe but, there's a different. And here's yeah. the thing: I think Correcting. because of social media, the platform is so, is worldwide. It's so mm-hmm. much larger than it's ever been in history, ever. which is why we have this this new conundrum. But let's not forget the fact that it's not a new conundrum because religion is the same way. Every religion, there's 50,000 of them and they all have ways to justify their belief. It's very easy as human beings to find things that help us justify where we come from. Mm -hmm. So it's about division. And so it's not about respecting that your walk is one way or your, your belief system is one way. It's about, I'm going to prove you wrong no matter what it takes. And if I look hard enough, and if anybody looks hard enough, they can find enough quote unquote evidence to make them feel better. And honestly, they didn't have to start creating it as, but we have now, and it's more easily accessible. Right. Well, and, and that, we're not being honest about and it. And you're right. It's a, you can look somewhere and spin it in such a way that people will believe it. The other day I read an article that said um, it, it was like a reverse gender gap or gender mm-hmm. inequality gap. And it said that actually women are being paid way more for CEO jobs. And it took here's and here's the kicker. It took one female CEO who was making like two billion dollars. Yeah. And it said, well, look at her and look at the average male American. And I'm like, well, listen. You're, you cannot take statistics and bend them like one, that. Exactly. You don't take one person and say, well, she's super rich. Yeah. Um, and then the average male American is not rich at right. all. So obviously women make more. <laughs> no, you. that's not how, that's yeah, not how right. statistics so that's, or math or logic well, or science works. When, I mean, as a, so as a singer-songwriter, as you come from a creative kind of aspect. Thank you for ignoring that point, by the way. No, Thank you. it's not ignoring it. Go ahead. I totally believe you. I know. But I'm so angry about it. So, oh, I can feel I'm it. Now so he's angry, angry at me. It. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you come from a very creative way to come at everything. As you, you know, filter through all that information, what is it that you, how do you filter through it? How do you, you know, create out of that, that chaos that's going on right now? On a personal level? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, I don't know. Um, but from what I've seen, it kind of just seems like, you know, people are projecting or trying to form their own identities. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to sift through. Um, but fact-checking is interesting, especially if we're talking about Trump, because Trump often just won't say any facts. No, If you go back to the fact-checking between him and Hillary mm-hmm. in the debates, you know, she had a lot more um, kind of scoff against her because she would say facts where he wouldn't. He right. Would just well, and all he needed to do was throw things out there. empty speech for yeah. people right. to kind of right. project and form an identity around Well, do that. you think that created an uneven playing field for them where we held Hillary to one standard and Trump to a completely different one where Hillary actually had to have st- uh, statistics and facts and when she didn't, we would tear apart. And Trump yeah. did not have to have anything. We would just, you know kind of call them out on hey well, you're just I think crazy it's obvious you know right. that it's a yeah. different standard because right. mm-hmm. you know she's professional qualified <laughs> yeah, right. she's not very <laughs> charming but it's right. how can you be everything and yeah. he's you know none of those things yeah. <laughs> and yet and yeah yeah <laughs> i guess yet, he, he does he have a kind of charm about him right uh, anti-charm, <laughs> I guess. Um, the anti-charm. The anti-charm. <laughs> <by> Trump. <laughs> oh, my but God. But it's true. It's very much. And I think it was, when we're looking, it was, and I, I still can't mm-hmm. wrap my 
my mind around what happened. But it is this realization that, okay, we were tired of the cold politicians mm-hmm. who we cannot connect to. Um, and we wanted something different. So it seemed like the American public decided that was, well, at least it's different. And mm-hmm. at least he's, he's crazy and speaking his truth. But the problem is that truth is dangerous to you as an American. Oh, right. Yeah. It, and it, going back uh, to the artist question yeah. that you were posing, yeah. it is a question that all artists are, are now going to be faced with because right. I think the rhetoric right. of Trump is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's immediately dangerous to many people in our y- country. Y- Right, immediately exactly. is the is the time is of the essence. It's a it's an yeah. actual thing right now. There's a lot of talk going around about right. wait, wait and see. Yes, but the immediacy yeah. is why we well, at least have to be. Prepared. But here's the thing: a lot of people still refuse to see that. They mm-hmm. still refuse to see that he is any of those you know things that he is racist or homophobic or misogynistic, and xenophobic. Yeah. Exactly, they refuse to see that and still want proof of that. That's what gets me is how did you not see that from day one Mm, how are you still trying to justify this right i think it's forcibly uh naive they want because they they want the change so bad that i mean it's denial my mother love her dearly (laughs) is the queen of denial denial. because if you don't want to believe something so bad because for some reason it messes with something at your core you will create whatever story whatever dialogue Mm -hmm. you need in your head to make that better it's a very base part of our our brain that exists to protect us mm-hmm. and you have yeah. to choose to go okay i need to actually look at facts it may not be comfortable for me but i need to to see what's happening because the scary thing that that what we're stuck with is okay it's not about hillary it's not about trump mm-hmm. what it's really about is there's a big problem here mm-hmm. and how do we identify that we are as a country so afraid and wanting things to change and this is how we're we need to look at that divide and we need to figure out why are we here you know, yeah. it's no longer about these faces and these names. It's mm-hmm. about, oh, wow, our country got problem. Yes. You know, and now we've got yeah. to figure out how to address that problem. And as artists, yeah, we need to ask ourselves, what is the function of art in this climate? Yeah. Um, is it strictly political? Are we trying to make the world better? Or is it just, uh, do you have to stay true to yourself? And right. that's, you know, that's complicated. Yeah, because I think you're right. I think it... it it almost feels like there's a forced, oh, I have to make a decision. I've been doing my art this way and it's worked for me. And now, oh, I have to make a decision on how I either integrate this into it or how I adjust to. Because, I mean, we talked about the 60s earlier, you know, these, you know, Bob Dylan and all these these uh, amazing artists who chose a, a different way to do it. But there were a lot of other artists in that spectrum who were just trying to make music that they thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're legitimate choices on both sides. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Artists all of a sudden are, are thrown into this. You, you have to do that soul searching and figure it out mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you have such a big platform to do that. You, I mean, and we talk yeah, a lot about yeah, it. It's exactly. The platform. <laughs> exactly. It's, <laughs> right. It gets, it gets big. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. responsibility is, yeah. you know, is huge. And everybody has an opinion on what they think you right. should do. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and now they can share it so easily. <laughs> and that's the thing is we, I mean, behind the yeah. screens of our computers, we, we become so numb to other people and we just kind yeah. of lose all humanity and we say yeah. whatever we want. Um, we say ugly things. We say very ugly things. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, in the last, what, 12 days now, um, we've seen a lot of that happen because before that it was evident, but now it's just real, real hateful. Well, real the hateful Band-Aid's been pulled off. That's right. Yeah. And here we are. As you, because it's like he said, it's just been. 
12 days. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Um, you just played <laughs> a show. A long 12 days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? I am tired uh-huh. right now. I was like, put a pause, and yet it doesn't pause. Uh-uh. Um, as you start answering that question within yourself, has that wor- how does that even begin? Does it, does it stress you out? Does it... As you see that everything's well, changing, you know that, oh, great, now I've got to think about this. Well, I write queer love songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this project Oh, we is, need ours, a lot of those right now. Uh, is, yeah, you know, lesbian love songs. Yay. So right. I feel like just those existing in right. and of themselves are, um, you know, it's true to my experience, but it's also, you know, those songs don't aren't really uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a hard question, and it's been 12 days, and um, I do think, you know, Trump is a disaster, to use Trump-like language, Mm -hmm. Uh, or at least he is for a lot of people, not so much me, you know, because I'm a a white cis girl, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have to deal with a fraction of what so many others have to deal with, Um, but, yeah, I... There's no avoiding that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. you bring up a, uh, a good a, a, a subject matter that's come up a lot in mm-hmm. conversations for uh, people who approach Sergey and I. And you bring up that you, you are fully aware that you're a white cis girl, right? Mm-hmm. We are fully aware that we're two gay white guys, you mm-hmm. know, sitting behind microphones. And so this mm-hmm. concept of privilege comes up a lot. And yeah. I think we need to change the way we frame privilege. Because mm-hmm. I had one woman come up to me. We're friends definitely diametrically opposed on our political views and she says i'm tired of people telling me i'm privileged it makes me angry and i'm like but it shouldn't make you angry Mm -hmm. because all it is is a fact all of us in some base level have a privilege right what privilege says is i accept that these are my limitations as a human being Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you can do with that privilege is decide so because these are my limitations i'm going to figure out how I can go beyond them, how I can understand yeah. someone who is not these my guy, gay white guy. Right, you right. know, even yeah. as an immigrant, there's mm-hmm. a privilege in that you're a Russian gay white guy. Now, how do you go b- and, and understand someone right. else? It's exactly. our Where do you responsibility yeah. to go, mm-hmm. well, then I'm going to talk well, to people that aren't me. And I think yeah. people need to understand that, and, and I use more colorful language in, in real life, but yes, it, you do. Uh, be, privilege doesn't make you a jerk it's what you do with it that does and if you know you need to take your power and use that privilege for the good and for you know positive things and And because we we talk about our allies all the time we need our allies that you know aren't gay men that aren't you know trans people that aren't you know people of color we need because white straight male up there to fight yeah. for us. And the other thing we need mm-hmm. to not do is judge each other by these standards that are right. so rigid and inside the box. Because what right. I would see, no matter what you choose to do with your art, it's what you choose to do with your art. Mm-hmm. But you said you write, you write queer love songs. In my opinion, we're going to need about 1,012 <laughs> uh, for the first year yeah. alone. Yeah. Because you're right. To put it out there, just to have it be known anywhere... To put that's just as important as Sergey and I taking a political talk show and standing up and being like it's the same because we're both putting because as we've said many times, there is power in our stories and we need to step into our power mm-hmm. and just be authentically us. That's gonna do that's how we won marriage the first time and it's gonna how it's how we're gonna keep winning it and get it and not let it be taken away. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's to be true to our story, to be true to our and to be like you stated so well, to be very self-aware of this is who I am. These are my boundaries. Uh, this is what locks me in. I'm a you know a white cis, a female 
you know, Sergey and I, white, gay, cis men. That's right. Um, I love that because many of us are not self-aware mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to understand that. Yeah, you said the word responsibility, which I think is a, a really important um, word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a responsibility. I think when, when Trump says, you know, back when America was great, I think that's, you know, yeah. a lack of responsibility. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Where, it's, it's doing you know the, Jack Kerouac can write the bimbo female character in books and yeah. right you know yeah um, well, exactly all of these problematic all kinds of problematic mm-hmm. art exactly um, well and I think and we said it on the show too and I will continue to say it I think we as a society have stopped uh, recognizing personal responsibility we have stopped taking responsibility for ourselves mm-hmm. we have started because we want to blame blame is so much easier you know than anything else mm-hmm. um, the easiest thing we can do is to not take responsibility and I'm just going to put it on someone else because then whew, I feel better I don't have to do any work <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah. the, the thing is we need to get back to understanding we believe it's in media media should have taken way more responsibilities for how we handled the election um, and we don't we are not in a culture where there's media responsibility and there needs to be all of us it starts they said at the protest yesterday yep. it has to start here it has to start with you if you don't get your stuff in order and understand that your responsibility is just as as valid and to stop mm-hmm. pointing fingers because it's not helping anything right you know right. something bad has happened let's first start there and something bad is going on in our country mm-hmm. and i am just as much a problem with that because uh, as anybody else so now what's more important is how do we work together to fix it that's how right yeah it? exactly it's the moving forward the mm-hmm. action plan and we talk about unity all the time we do need to come together no that doesn't mean we have to you know accept every single thing coming from um you know uh, trump but we need to unify against i uh, really for me against him and against everything he right. stands, and against the hatred, we yeah. need to unify in peace. And I think that's really in peace, in unity, in can, hope, in equality. But really. we can, you can't. You're going to do much more mm-hmm. uh, out of the base of hope than you will ever with out of the base of fear. Yes, absolutely. and that's important. Okay. All right. So we talked a little bit about um, you know the the great singers and their responsibility for for positive messages. So we're going to play "Imagined" by John Lennon. I love this song. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. Listen, it's been uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy, but that's how we like it. First hour. That's and I love that. Listen, Sunday. we love guests that kind of flow. They just go with that's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not really on till the second <laughs> hour. But hey, you need me on a microphone, it's fine. <laughs> so, of course, we have singer-songwriter Hilary Seuss in the studio uh, as part of this kind of roundtable discussion of what's really going on. What I find fascinating is to have the whole reason this show was started three and a half years ago mm-hmm. was because it was about people coming together and just talking about things like from their point of view, from this is where I am, this right. is what I feel. That was a whole that was in the beginning the very simple concept mm-hmm. that got this show started and it has evolved from there. So I appreciate that that's really what that is, that round table, you know, and to come from a oh my gosh, yeah. I'm an artist and now twelve days in I don't know what this is hard. I gotta I gotta process this because it's mm-hmm. it's rough. But I think artists and creativity, uh, because I always believe my favorite quote: "Destruction only begets destruction." It is when in creation that that lies life, mm-hmm. and to create something new, it has to be there. That's right. Um, right. And so I really think the arts is where we can do a lot of good, mm-hmm. a lot of good, and right. we're going to need a lot of it. Exactly. Exactly. For a long time. And, Although and Hal Sparks, we talked to him earlier. Mm-hmm. And 
Charles Spark said, what do you think? He's going to get bored about three years in and be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, can we make it like first day in? Can we do that? God, right? I hope he doesn't even start. Get bored now. It's Realize because that this he's is, still in ugh. shock that he actually, ugh. he didn't even think I he was going to win. Oh, None of his team did. Yeah. I, I saw interviews right after it happened and all of them were like, oh, um, yeah. so yeah, so we made it. Yeah. And so that <laughs> happened. So what's your plan? Oh, yeah. So here's the, that's the sad thing, America. They pulled one yeah. over on you and not even they thought you would fall for it. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Oh my God, America. Yeah. So worst practical yeah. joke ever. <laughs> Can someone please just be like, April Fool's Can we early. be done? Can we be done now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Can we at least make it a good joke that's positive? And here's the other thing. You're talking about trolls earlier and oh, we, we talked about oh. the unfortunate ones on, on your page alone. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find fascinating as well is we have, of course, we have trolls on Outspoken, and it's like, okay. A lot but I am fascinated. We have one. He loves to comment. And I'm fascinated by if you don't like us so much and you disagree with everything we talk about, why do you listen all the time? Yeah. Like, what kind of time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to comment on it all and tell you how horrible you are, and you need to move Great. to Canada, and I'm going to do this constantly. And I'm like... Wow! Like you I'm not. A lot of none energy. of us are going to yeah. answer you because you are in your own conversation, and, and we're not really there apparently. Right. But I'm fascinated by that we would instead of having intelligent discourse and talk about mm-hmm. ideas, mm-hmm. we would much rather just sit around and snipe each other. Right. Right. I just don't under. It, it seems like such wasted energy. Well, I don't think anybody. Well, no, I don't. Okay, I don't think some people are ready for that conversation. I think some people mm-hmm. just want to bask in their glory and do the sniping and be yeah. hurtful and hurtful. And yeah. they're not ready for the sit down and have some coffee conversations. Yeah, the they want. Well, and I don't think get together and we think. have stopped being able to cultivate that anyways. Yeah, right. In our and we've talked about it many, many times mm-hmm. that we can't that we don't know how to have discussions, you know, about that. And we here, yeah. listen, we like to have uncomfortable and we do hard conversations. And one of the things, if you've listened to our show at all, you understand where Sergey and I come from, especially when it comes to this next subject matter that we want to talk about, which is guns and gun regulations. And we, after a recent story um, out of Missouri, we wanted to reach out to Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America to the Missouri chapter leader, Becky Morgan, and have this conversation mm. further uh, with someone who is, you know, this is the fight that they have put themselves in. So, Becky Morgan, are you there? Yes, I'm here. It's so good to hear from you guys. Oh, thank you so much for taking time to be with us, especially about this very, very important subject matter today. Yes. Um, yeah, we're in a new political landscape and a new yes, reality now. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, talking about guns is more important uh, now than ever. Right. And Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America was started after the tragedy at Sandy Hook, which was back in 2012. At that time, what was the what was the purpose, the goals of the organization? Sure. Well, so what happened was, um, as you said, on uh, December 12th, almost four years ago now, uh, there was that horrific shooting in Sandy Hook and Newtown uh, where 20 first graders and six educators were shot and killed in less than five minutes. Wow. And the day after that happened, there was a stay-at-home mom in Indiana named Shannon Watts, and she went online to join a group of moms who were working on gun violence prevention, only to find that no such group existed at all. Mm. 
Um, so she decided, well, instead of just throwing in the towel, how about I start my own group? Mm -hmm. Uh, so she knew how to create a Facebook page. So that's exactly what she did. And that is how we started and we have taken off from there. Um, so it really goes to show the power of what one person can do because, uh, you know, next month it'll be our four year, um, the four-year anniversary and remembrance of Newtown and thus mm -hmm. the beginning of Moms Demand Action. And, you know, we started with one mom, and now we have over 3 million supporters wow. nationwide. Wow. That's amazing. So we aim to be the Mothers Against Drunk Driving right. for gun violence prevention. And right. much like you don't have to be a mom to be against drunk driving, right. uh, you don't have to be a mom to be part of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America and support common sense gun safety legislation. So we take moms, dads, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, you know, anybody. People, yeah. I, 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 I love that. So it's such an important thing to have, you know, an action group that, that holds people accountable, really, and, and tries to prevent these gun violences. Um, we, we reached out to you after reading the op-ed piece in New York Times um, back in September, which talked about Missouri's decision to adopt what uh, they call a permitless carry law, um, which was then vetoed by uh, Governor Jay Nixon, but still overridden by the Republican-controlled legislature. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and uh, what it means um, to say, you know, permitless carry? What, is, what does that entail? Sure. Well, first I should say that our organization is not anti-gun at all. Right. We're an anti-gun oh, violence organization. Um, there are gun owners who are volunteers with our group mm -hmm. here in Missouri and across the country. So, you know, we just believe that with rights come responsibilities. And our, yes. you know, gun owners who are part of our organization believes in common sense measures such as background checks and proper training. Um, so to that point, uh, Senate Bill 656, uh, permitless carry, it takes away the training requirement that we had in Missouri. Um, so it used to be that uh, in Missouri you would need to take one eight-hour-a-day class mm -hmm. to get your CCW, and um, you would, it would entail a little bit of live fire um, at a static target. So it really wasn't much at all. It was just one day. Um, now with Senate Bill 656, there's no training at all required. Um, so we're having people go and get guns, um, and they've never even wow. you know, handled the weapon or fired yeah, the weapon. And, they don't, yeah, that's um, and then also it's permitless carry. So this takes away a very important safeguard that our law enforcement officers used to have where they could deny a permit to a dangerous person. Um, so... When we were battling this legislation, it's important to note that the law enforcement officers came out against it. The Missouri uh, Fraternal Order of Police, which represents over 6,400 law enforcement officers, took a stand and said they were against it. So did the Missouri Sheriff's Association, which represents over 600 sheriffs across the mm -hmm. state of Missouri. They were against it. Uh, our two big police chiefs in Kansas City and St. Louis City were against this. Uh, legislation, as were a number of faith leaders uh, in the four Catholic bishops of Missouri, mm -hmm. um, which was unprecedented opposition to a piece of legislation. So right. that should show, you know, your listeners and you guys, you know, just how dangerous this legislation is. Right. Well, and permanently, you know, this makes you one of 12 states in the U.S. that have this permitless carry uh, 
law. And one of the things you mentioned that I do want to make sure we draw the distinction between, which is an interesting thing that, especially during the campaign and really during, even during the, the recent Missouri governor gubernatorial race, is this blurring of the concept between the difference between wanting more rigid gun laws, more common sense laws, and wanting to take people's guns away. They're very two different things. And as you stated, Moms Demand Action is about, listen, we're not we're not going after your guns. We're saying just common sense gun laws is what we want. And yet this very, what's Weird is, I mean, it was played out in the election when the, with a lot of NRA laws that went after one of the candidates saying she's trying to take away all your guns when that was never the conversation. How hard of a battle is that for you all as an organization trying to have common sense laws when you're really battling things that aren't true? People saying what you're trying to do is take away everything uh, and we don't even get down to the real conversation, which is how can we just do this better? Exactly. You know, that has been a battle from the beginning. Um, You know, one of the strategies for the gun lobby, right, is to paint with this broad brush and label us as anti. Mm -hmm. And we're nothing but. Um, So it's a continuous battle that we just need to say over and over and over again, our mission and where we stand and what our goals are. Um, And again, you know, the overwhelming majority of Americans and even NRA members themselves support common sense gun safety Mm -hmm. policies such as background checks. Um, So, you know, when we talk, when I talk about, you know, the gun lobby and the NRA, it's really the NRA leadership Mm -hmm. um, who is using this narrative to, uh, you know, it's a fear, it's a a strategy of of fear, right, Mm -hmm. to get people to go out and vote against these common sense measures and to use things that are not factually accurate. Yes. Um, So what we need to do is just keep up, keep going, and keep saying our facts and our truth um, and, and to keep going to make sure that our children and our communities are more safe. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and, and and you're right. It's you know this narrative that has been created really by the NRA um, that really does affect a lot of people. And and with the election in Missouri, um, having a Republican governor um, in our nation now with a Republican president uh, and a House and Senate, how does this change the strategy um, to fight for sensible gun legislation, especially when facing um, you know fear tactics by the NRA? Right. You know, I mean, it's been like this for a couple of years. You know, I I got involved right after Sandy Hook, so I'm Mm -hmm. about almost four years in. And uh, it's been a struggle even with a Democratic governor. And, you know, when we first started out, we didn't have, you know, the Democratic representatives and senators were not even standing up on this issue. So we have done so much work. We've made, uh, covered so much ground in just four, four short years that now the Democrats are really taking this as part of their platform. Mm-hmm. They're getting up to the microphone to, you know, fight against a bill like Senate Bill 656. Four years ago, they never would have done that. So they're only doing that because we show up, and we show up in numbers, and we show up consistently, and we don't go away. So as devastating as, you know, that election was, um, it would, the worst thing we could do now is give up and throw our hands up in the air. Right. We need to continue what we're doing. We've always said it's a marathon, not a sprint. 
Yeah. You know, four years is, is not a long time. You, you look at other issues such as marriage equality or mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. you know, women's right to vote. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but we just need to keep, keep going. Right. And, you know, it affects everyone. And, you know, I think it brought home, if we, if we didn't already feel that as a, a part of the LGBT community, after the Pulse shooting, which was the largest mass shooting in American history, I think it really brought it home. But we also, there was a lot of disheartened people because we saw just how much our system still does not work. As we watched legislators at the highest levels of leadership, they refused to even talk to each other. They, you know, they just sat down because they didn't want to even have an actual conversation about how do we address this and how do we make it to where our people are safer. How hard was that? Because you saw, you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, you've been there since Sandy Hook. It's not like every time we see it, we're shocked. How do you react and how do you get the people that, that are there to to not let it take their spirit away? Right. I, you know, uh, that's a good question. And, you know, we just need to keep battling. What, what I fear is that we're becoming numb to mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, 26 people, then 49, and, right. you know, now there's another bar, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I see a, a city I've never heard of trending on Twitter, my immediate reaction is, oh, gosh, there's been a shooting. Here we go again. Right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when there's a shooting, it'll trend on Twitter, and then by the end of the day, people have forgotten about it. And the, yeah. the worry is that we're becoming numb to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to also look back after Newtown. We did finally get, we got a vote on the floor, on the Senate floor, the mansion to me background check bill. And so those people were on the record for either, you know, being against background checks or for background checks. And when it failed, it was devastating. I remember just crying and being completely mm-hmm. devastated. And what we decided as an organization was, well, you know, they've closed the door on us, so mm-hmm. let's come in through the window. Right. And since we saw that federal legislation was out of the picture with, you know, right then, we really did take a page out of the book of marriage equality, and we said, well, let's take this battle to the states. Right. Um, so as disheartening as the election was a couple Tuesdays ago, I do want to point out that in uh, three states there were ba- ballot initiatives, um, and they passed. And so what we found is when you put it directly to the people about common sense gun safety legislation, right. you get the politicians out of the way. When you put it on the ballot, people vote for it, they support it, and that's the strategy we're taking mm-hmm. across the country. Well, in Washington State, and where, uh, and that's where we are right now, we were one of those states that did pass, you know, um, a gun control and comprehensive gun control laws. And we had last year uh, background checks also on the ballot that passed. So you're right, the states do have the power to change it. Where do you see the United States as a whole on that spectrum? Um, you know, with marriage equality, it took a few years of a few states coming on board before it became a national um, law of the land. Where do you see the timeline of the United States in terms of gun control? Yeah, you know, I wish I wish I knew. It's going to depend on a, a number of factors. I mean, we mm-hmm have to see if the uh, Trump administration is going to be four years or, <laughs> heaven forbid, uh, eight yeah. years. Um, so, <sighs> you know, 
Trump has taken $30 million from the NRA during his campaign, and so they're going to expect something. And uh, we are anticipating perhaps seeing some federal legislation um, that's very dangerous. So my hope is that it will, you know, people are already galvanized. And they will continue to be galvanized when they see dangerous things like this happen. And that in four years, we'll have a a way to put a stop to that and get the pendulum back swinging in the right direction towards progress. Right. And you and you talk about, you know, it's when people come together, this galvanization of people. Uh, Let's build on that and say, what kind of steps, what kind of action steps can we take? Uh, in our own backyard, in our own communities, in our own states, to keep current gun laws that are, you know, sensible in place, and then to expand them across the country and to make them stronger, especially with our future leadership, as we mentioned, is very NRA-backed currently. What, can, right. what are things we can do? Okay, well, there's, there's a couple of things. I'll say, um, you know, use your voice on social media. Um, people can follow us on Twitter at, mm-hmm. at Moms Demand and also at Everytown, because we're part of Everytown for gun safety. Yes. Um, so it really does help. Um, you see what Trump does on Twitter, right? So the bigger <laughs> voice that we have on Twitter, uh, the better. So I encourage everybody to go on Twitter and follow us. I, I long for the day when we have as many Twitter followers as the NRA does. Um, exactly. And we're getting there. They have a head start. Uh, so yeah. follow us on social media. Um, if you're on Facebook, go and like the Everytown Facebook page, and then also you can like the National Moms Demand Action Facebook page, and then also find the one for your particular state. Um, So just type in your search bar, Moms Demand Action dash your state um, abbreviation. Uh, And then if people want to join us, it is uh, free. It doesn't cost a thing, um, but it helps us get our number of supporters up, and there's an easy way to do that. You can text the word JOIN to the number 64433. Um, and then you can be as active uh, in a local group in your state as you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who give a lot of time, but I understand people have many things on their plate. So if you just want to tweet from home, we consider that extremely helpful. Um, so it's up to everybody how much they want to participate. And right, you said right. that number again, 64433. All you have to do is text join. And I'll tell everybody right now that I just did it right now. And you get a nice message thanking you for joining the movement from Aww. every town. It's very important. First of all, uh, Becky Morgan is the Missouri chapter leader of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. And I have to tell you, these conversations we feel are so very important to have. And uh, we're glad that you're out there in this fight. And, and I think... On our end, we need to remember to support those who are in the front lines as you are. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It really means the world to me to hear that. We appreciate the support. Thank oh, you. Definitely. It's all about sensible gun laws, and we're exactly going to continue. Right. We, we have many conversations on our show about uh, gun laws. So thank you again for spending time with Outspoken, and no doubt we'll have to have you on in the future. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, you guys. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. And again, that was Becky Morgan. She is the Missouri She's chapter awesome. leader of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. And I want to like to make clear yet again that there is a 
big blurry line mm-hmm, out there. And mm-hmm. the fact is, we are not saying we want your guns. We're saying we let's want be sensible. Yeah, let's be responsible with our guns, and let's just make yes. it safer for our kids and our fellow citizens. Because mm-hmm. you can keep your gun. I don't care. Yeah, but please it. don't be an idiot. And I do not agree with permitless carry states. There's 12 of them. One of them is right next right. door, Idaho, oh, where you Idaho. don't have to have any training. You can be. You can have a history of domestic violence, and, and basically, it's the wild west. And there you go. Here's a gun. Right. And have fun. Why do you think I don't go to Idaho a lot? Yeah, because it scares me. It, it is. Scares. And that's the thing is why. Okay, you're having a weapon in your hand that's designed to do. You're not one even thing. trained to do it's, anything with right. it. It's designed to do one thing, and that is kill. And yeah. you don't have the proper responsibility yeah. or training for well, it. Well, you know how we always there's always that fact floated around that more people are killed in car crashes than airplane or guns. But actually, Missouri just surpassed that. And actually, there are more um, killings from guns in that mm-hmm. country. Actually, one of the stats that came that out country? was that more toddlers in that country. In that well, state? they're a separate yeah. country. <laughs> they, they are, are now. <laughs> in that state. Um, and there are more toddlers yeah, who yeah. have killed people right. there than any other state. Because and I'm like, first of all, toddler. Toddlers, yeah. I mean, what? I, oh, I and remember, that scares me, too. My brother yeah. has a gun, and we, and my and nephews kids. are young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it scares me. And I remember that story just in, I think it was Hayden or Coeur d'Alene. I don't remember it, but in, in northern Idaho, a uh, woman. It, 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 this go is, go, go it, ahead, man. yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> a woman in Walmart. Um, had a gun out and the wo- and the uh, her toddler shot her because yeah, it was right actually, in her Actually, that was not that long ago that no, it came that out. Was, I think maybe what? six months, eight mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah, just this summer. I know. Guys, it's out there. Please. Listen, we get a lot mm. of flack every single time we bring up gun control, but the fact is, as always, it's about being responsible. Thank you. Being yes. responsible. And you know what? This will not be my moment to share my personal opinions, but you're That's right. Sad. This is exactly where we need to do is be responsible gun owners and have it. Fine. Many countries do it. Many countries do it. The responsible gun ownership. Australia is probably the best example where they curbed all of their mass shootings by Mm -hmm. passing comprehensive gun legislation. And now they have none. And look at us. And she's right. Why can something like Pulse happen? And instead of that being a wake up call to have... Uh, laws in place where we don't have that. Instead, it's become a bar. Yeah. Okay, so it was 50 this time. What's it going to be next? Right. That's It's not it's how ridiculous. it should be. It's ridiculous. Okay. All right. Let's take let's take a song break here, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and talk to uh, Hillary again about, Yay! about her music. And she'll I know. Play us a song. Art. Art. Beauty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Queer love songs. <laughs> this there. is going to be... Hashtag all that. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be Lady Gaga with Just Another Day. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is outspoken. Yes, I always feel a little better when Gaga sings to me. I know. She soothes my soul. I always feel better with her. Also, I just want to point out Cher as well. Just saying. (laughs) The two people, Cher and Gaga. Saying. You got it. Yeah. All right. I think I think it's time to thank all the lovely people who support oh, us. I think and we should. I think it's important to note that Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken also receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people, regardless of race, 
race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Instant Sign Factory, celebrating 25 years serving the Inland Northwest's indoor and outdoor sign needs. More information at 1-877-778-7446 and online at instantsignfactory.com. Okay, do you know, so there's, I'll sometimes have conversations with friends and they uh-huh. want to say, you know, you've done this three years. Right. How are you still, like, why do you still have any interest in your show? I'm like, first of all, do you know me? I, <laughs> I have a lot of interest in my show. Second yeah. of all, we have things that don't happen all the time, but are like little we gifts. We don't, yeah. One of those little gifts that I wish would happen way more often is when a musician chooses to play live because it's like we get our own little house party. I'm just saying. Really, it though, is. it's so exciting and, you know, and fun. And I know. You know what's even better is, is when now you know this person a little bit because Hillary Seuss was part of conversations mm-hmm. with us. You got to hear what she thought. So now, you know, you're sitting at home and you feel really comfortable. You're like, oh, I feel like she's a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's I feel a like friend that's there. And now studio. she's going to let you know more because you're going to sing a song for us today. Correct? Yes, I am going to sing a song. <gasps> um, I'm excited. So what song and how did this come to be? I'm going to sing Make Me Make You. Um, It's not one of the singles that I've been um, promoting, uh, but it's one of the pretty ones and just kind of want to offer some Mm -hmm. pretty therapy. Pretty therapy. Yes, I love pretty therapy. Well, I'm excited, so... Uh I, I mean, I suppose you could play two songs if you wanted to. I know, but that's like up we're to not going to say, yeah, I mean, we're not going to stop you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but we won't force you. But you should play the first pretty yeah. therapy song. Make <laughs> me make you is kind of long. Okay, great. So it's, <laughs> it's like five minutes. <laughs> okay, we'll take all It's a little bit longer got. than most radio cuts. Um, that's we're okay. in. We are yeah. in. We love it. Okay, okay. whenever you're ready. I love this part. If my body is a glass house surrounded by desert, you alone are outside. And if my body is a speeding car, your arms are the sound and your in me a chorus with six saxophones and one sorry Say yeah. 
And that was Hillary Sue's with Make Me Make You. You just played at the Bartlett, correct? Yes, I did. Yes, and that was... On Friday night. Friday night. So you come through Spokane? Um, yes. Um, I was in... I played at the Bartlett, I think, last summer as okay. well. Um, yeah, and I played with Mirror Mirror and a Window. Mm-hmm. And Window is actually a band uh, with two of the owners from the Bartlett. Oh, oh nice. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, this is the thing we like to talk about on our show, which is like we were talking about at the beginning of the first hour. There are community things to get involved with mm-hmm. people that come through our town that you're not going to hear everywhere right now unless you go out yeah. and support them. That's right. Now. That's so, right. And then you can be like when the album comes out, that's like everybody's listening to you and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was there. Yeah, at the I beginning. saw it first. That was I it. I saw it first. And honestly, and if you listen to Outspoken, yeah, she right. has opinions and she shared them. That's the right. And she I love that. Them with the I boys. Any she called the boys opinions. out on fact check. I mean, it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now we will probably have to have someone fact check us all the time. Well, uh, we have a whole slew of listeners that do that for us. Oh, that's true. <laughs> then we get messages saying, you got the G.I. Joe thing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Mars. Appreciate it. Oh, Appreciate boy. it. Oh, boy. <laughs> but that's I did. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and local art spaces always will support mm-hmm. what I would call a blue collar artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so people that, you know, are working really hard, are touring, but aren't necessarily, um, you know, famous or making a right. lot of money. Sure. Well, people got to start somewhere. Yeah. We right. act like, well, Lady Gaga was created in a factory and then oh, she was put yeah. That's not how it works. No. But y- musicians work very hard. Yeah. Uh, to do what they love to do, yeah, which is and to make know, their voice which is heard. to create. Yeah. And I'm going to be fascinated to watch you as as you know the next bit unfolds, yeah. and uh, and and to watch what as artists get created out of whether it's amazingly more you know queer love songs yeah. or what comes out of it. I think we need to look at our artists and see how they choose yeah. to. That's how a society, I think, in the end, 200 years from now, is going to be looked at. Yeah, yeah. The, the, artist, the, the artist, the because yeah. they're mm-hmm. our jobs as artists, as creative people, is to kind of sift it through and, and look at it. Yeah, at and what's see, happening? And see what what it's like. Yeah. Now you're not from Spokane, are you? I actually am from Spokane. You are from oh, Spokane, but you don't checks, live Sergei, here. Fact yeah, fact. no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My parents live here. I went to Mount Spokane High School. Um, yeah, so I, I'm local, definitely local. from Spokane. Okay, gotcha. Nice. I'm from North Spokane. Oh, ooh. oh, right. Okay. So she's way out there, Mount Spokane. Yeah, Mount Spokane. She, yeah you're like me. That's there, in the yeah. neck of the woods. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't get to a lot because my yeah. car won't let me. <laughs> but so that's how many. So where are you out of now? I live in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, I grew up not in Boulder, but in Colorado, <laughs> in oh, yeah. Pueblo, Colorado Springs, Denver area. Yes, it's absolutely gorgeous down there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, that's that's awesome. amazing. Now, tell <laughs> us as we listen to the uh, the last song that you did. What? Who were some of your influences? Like when you were uh, growing up, and you, you decided you want to be a singer songwriter. Who were the people that that made you be inspired to do that? Uh, from a young age, I'd say Tracy Chapman was really <sighs> important to me. Um, yeah, she was kind of the the first time I I kind of woke up mm-hmm. and um yeah, her album Where We Lived I still listen to on a regular <sighs> basis. It, I just think it's it's great. Um Nico Case is pretty influential to me. Uh I'm pretty familiar with all of her work. As I got older, I got m- into more alternative bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bands that are influential to me in that way are probably like the antlers or um broken social scene mm-hmm. um yeah 
See, now as people, so they're listening to the show, they're getting to know you as a person, as a musician, your music, where can people go to get more? Um, yeah, HillarySeuss.com, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-S-U-S-Z.com. Um, that's kind of a home base for me, and that'll have links to all of my socials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this I just made a record. It's called The Heart Will Jump with Nowhere to Fall, and it just came right. out. Um, and I love that title, by the way. Yeah, there's a song called that as well. Nice. And yeah. yeah, that's available for sale, or you can stream it anywhere you can stream. So Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, mm-hmm. any of those outlets as mm-hmm. well. Awesome. I love music. I love singer-songwriters. I have a lot of respect for that art form uh, because it's not easy. Exactly. It's definitely an art form, and it is not not easy. No. It takes a lot of work. I would never do it. I'm really bad at writing songs. I did it, but I was young and had energy. That's right, and you you toured. I was 17, so that was much easier. So more power to you because I'm like, oh, how are you not tired? I was yeah. so tired. I toured yeah. for four years straight, and I just wanted to be in oh, my own bed. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to go. I don't tour straight. I take, yeah, breaks. Right, you got to take moments. Yeah, you I, take I tour. I try to tour like three times a year. That's awesome. I'm sure yeah. your family's pretty excited when you come up this way. Yeah. Yeah? Do they yeah, all like definitely. pack your show? Yeah, they they brought a lot of their friends to the bar. Nice. The Bartlett's so cool. It, it is, is a really a good resource place, we have yeah. here in Spokane. Yeah. Very awesome. I mean, a lot of towns don't have nice places to play like that. Mm-hmm. 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 You are so correct. I mean, and I know one of our interns was even over at Knitting Factory. So lots of great yeah. venues. To uh, play in Spokane. Yeah. That we can do here. Yeah. That's awesome. We support our Spokane. I love it. Yeah. 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 We so we're going to take a break and we're going to come back break. and wrap up uh, the two hour show. We're going to talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about the ACLU letter uh, that they put in the New York Times this week. Uh, wrap it wrap it all up. Remember to check out Hillary Seuss uh, music. Go to her website and support her every time she comes to town. Like be a rabid, crazy mob fans with her family because uh, it's fun, first of all. And <laughs> that song was beautiful. It was like, you were right. It's pretty therapy. It it's is exactly therapy. what it felt like. Yeah. I just closed my eyes. And you, just, uh, yeah. Uh, any uh, any moment Jonathan really it. does. Close his eyes for therapy and it's good. <laughs> it's what you need. Listen. True. Jonathan needs therapy. That's what I took out of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> That's which, what I meant out of that which sentence. Which truth. <laughs> truth. <laughs> um, because we haven't played the song in forever and it used to be kind of a regular song that we played because it's so fun and it is by a great big world again it's uh, everyone is gay because love this song it's on my workout yeah it's uh, fine playlist. is yeah. it that's yeah. great i love that it is um but anyways here it is <laughs> 